politics without the soap opera with unfiltered constitutional conservative truth. The Conservative Review with Daniel Horowitz. And welcome back, fellow American patriots and Minutemen standing at the ready to fight for our liberty. This is your host, Daniel Horowitz, back in the house here at CR Podcast, Blaze Media. It is Wednesday, June 2nd for you, for me. We're recording a little bit early because I'm still out here in the great Nevada desert uh, on our terrific defensive handgun training, constitution learning with constitutioncoach.com. You guys really should consider joining us in the fall. Uh, lots of fun. We have Larvita McFarker here, by the way, the woman who stood up to Keith Ellison in Minnesota, kept her business open, still is under threat of, of imprisonment for doing that. So we got a lot of very terrific patriots here. Um, June 2nd, you know, that was the day in 1865 that the Civil War actually ended. Uh, a while after Appomattox, it was there was an army in Mississippi run by Confederate General uh, Kirby Smith, and he surrendered on that day. Well, folks, 160 years later, when does our Civil War begin? On bloodshed, we want an amicable departure. It's kind of the opposite of the Civil War, where the federal government was doing what, what was right and a bunch of states rebelled. What do you do when you have a federal government in rebellion, as we talked about yesterday, literally orchestrating an invasion against its own people? So I think you know if you read through Lincoln's writings where he talks about the fact that the Constitution is not a suicide pact, you can't have one side violate every facet of it and then we're denuded of every <clears throat> ability to deal with it. I feel that we're in the same position in reverse. The red states have to deal with this. But we first must make the red states red again, the state legislatures great again, make our will heard again. And then perhaps we could force some sort of final resolution here. But it's not going to come on its own. <clears throat> One of the most chilling things that I've ever had said on my entire my entire program, really, was when we had Vera Sharav, the Holocaust survivor, who said, look, you know, when we were in Europe, we had an allied forces to come and rescue us. There are no allied forces to rescue us today from those globalists. So what are we going to do? That is the vexing question for all of us. Now, obviously, ultimately, the salvation comes from God. But we have to be worthy of that, and we have to stand and fight for the right things. We can't wait for people to save us. And I'm going to explain why. First, today's sponsor, folks, like you, I, I always hated wearing glasses. Moreover, I hated when my wife wore them because then I couldn't see her beautiful eyes. And uh, often people that don't have a good fit or they have trouble with progressives, they wind up chucking them in a drawer and never really seeing them or using them, and then their eyesight gets worse. But at Better Spectacles, they are now offering authentic German-engineered rodent stock eyewear 
uh, for the first time in the U.S. These are the gold standard with over 500 patents. Reagan wore rodent-stock glasses. They're expert opticians specialize in difficult prescriptions, astigmatisms, those who experience problems with progressives. One of their specialties is helping those with near and intermediate vision, like myself. Um, <clears throat> they have special GoSpex lenses that use advanced algorithms with more than a million patients measuring 7,000 points in the eye. The result, more energy, no neck strain, and the ability to see 40% better. Here's what I need you guys to do. Go to betterspectacles.com slash conservative to schedule a teleoptical appointment. Um, that way you don't have to leave your house and go somewhere with a stupid mask because they're still requiring it in all these ridiculous doctor's offices. Uh, they're the best trained opticians in the country. They do have you know regular brick and mortar places, but this way you could just do it, do it online, get your prescription, then... You go to betterspectacles.com slash conservative, you get 61% off on their Ghost Specs lenses plus free handcrafted Ronestock frames. Again, visit betterspectacles.com slash conservative. Now, folks, where is our salvation going to come from? Is it going to come from Donald J. Trump? A lot of people are waiting for, oh, Trump will run again. First of all, I don't care if Moses comes down and runs in 2024 we can't wait until 2024 i mean you look at how insane this country has gotten in just a year or two we cannot wait for that but i know this is very uncomfortable for a lot of people and a lot of people really like trump but you know with him endorsing all these leftists with him always getting in our way what good does he serve at this point I want you guys to listen to this clip of him with Dick Morris of Newsmax. Dick Morris himself a fraud, by the way. Um, so two peas in a pod. This is, I believe, from Saturday. Listen to this minute clip of Trump about vaccines. Now, I know you said, and I completely agree with you, that it's the right of every American to decide if they want to be vaccinated or not. But do you think we should require healthcare workers who are exposed to patients to be vaccinated? Well, I think we should certainly try and convince them. Look, I'm a, a big fan of the vaccine. I was the one that got it done in record time, less than nine months. Everyone said it would take three years, five years. And it's why people are getting better now. We, we not only did that, we also ordered billions of dollars uh, worth of it before we even knew if it worked. And that was one of the best bets ever made because they wouldn't have their vaccinations yet. But I, I think having... Uh, having uh, workers at least convincing them to try and do it because, you know, I believe in the freedom. I believe in all of that. But the vaccine really has been unbelievably effective and it's saving this country. It's saving the world. So, yeah, I mean, it's something that uh, hopefully you could convince people to do it. Keeping always freedom in mind, but convince people to do it. Folks, what am I supposed to do with that? I want to like the man, but... I mean, here we are in a pitched battle where they are literally taking away our liberty. Every day we find out there are more problems with the vaccine. But what was the first thing he said why he loves the vaccine? Because I helped develop it in record time. It always gets back to him. It's like, I don't know, uh, let's say he'll have, you know, become president again and give amnesty to 20 million illegals. I did it greater than anyone else. Oh, so that makes it right? Huh? So suddenly that's a conservative thing. Oh, of course we need to respect freedom. 
Really? I mean, th- that that is a helpful message at this juncture? And by the way, there are a lot of conservative talk shows that are shying away from this. Shying away from telling the truth about this because they are too scared to go against Mr. Trump. So folks, again, I ask you, is that something that is helpful? I don't know, because I certainly don't see that. I certainly don't see this as helpful one iota. I mean, at least he could have said, look, you know, we developed in record time. It saved a lot of people, even though there's no evidence of that, by the way. Um, There's no correlation. But he could have said that and said, look, but, you know, Obviously, like anything else, there there are, you know, it's still experimental. There are some unknowns. So certainly children should not be forced to get this. No one should be forced to, but we really shouldn't market it to children. At least that much. No. We heard nothing from this man. And that is very, very disturbing. So it's not going to come from Trump. It's not going to come from even Ron DeSantis if he runs for president. It's too late, and the federal government is, is a dumpster fire. But what about the red states, Daniel? Yeah, what about them? Texas did Cinedine. They're done with their legislative session. What did they accomplish? So the big thing was the election reform. The Democrats walked out, and they allowed that to go on. I, I heard from one member that Speaker Phelan, he's a speaker, big rhino, he actually went to the Democrat caucus meeting while they were plotting this you know, takedown, and he promised them he wouldn't pull the nuclear option, which is pursuant to law. He could do this as speaker, send the state troopers after them, and have the sergeant of arms lock the doors so they can't leave and they fulfill their duties. He promised them he wouldn't do it. Now Greg Abbott's coming saying, oh, I'm going to cut your salary. But I don't know. I mean, how much... Money, I, I, you could look it up. I, I don't think Texas legislators earn too much money. No one does it for that. There's very few states where they get paid a full-time salary. That doesn't have teeth in it. And, and, and you look, one after another, we have the same problem everywhere. You know, they went the entire session without a single emergency powers bill. Not one. Not one reform. He's a big hero for making Texas free, but yeah, that was after a full year of tyranny. He had a mass mandate and everything. Not a single bill on mass vaccines, emergency powers, passed out of this great conservative Texas legislature. The entire session. We could talk about Georgia. Governor Kemp issued an order saying that schools can't mandate masks. Well, not really. Channel 4 in Atlanta reports that, you know, after after uh, Kemp said the time for mandates is over, basically, the actual order is is, is not strongly worded. The order doesn't include the authority for local school districts to rely on a state of emergency as the basis 
for requiring students to wear a mask. But um, the question is, could they require it pursuant to a local one? In other words, the, the, the problem here is, if you've noticed, these governors have been very reluctant to clamp down on these two-bit localities. Suddenly, they get very conservative. But this is the problem. You cannot be conservative with the utilization of your power in pursuit of liberty when they are being very liberal in the use of their power against human rights, against the Constitution. Conservatism as a strategy is dead, and it should be dead. I'm not saying as an ideology and an outcome, but as a strategy. We cannot shy away from that. Oh, the locals should decide what they want. First of all, no one allowed localities to do to be freer than what the governor wanted. So that's a bogus argument. But number two, and more importantly, they only got these ideas from CDC and the feds. So don't tell me, oh, this is you know them doing it. And then we have in Arizona. We have the problem in Arizona where uh, Doug Ducey, governor there, two-term governor, he's term-limited, there's going to be a very important open primary there. He vetoed a number of bills, including election integrity, critical race theory, you know, banning that in the schools. He says the, we need to focus on the budget. What? He vetoed the bills. I mean, this is the problem. It's not going to happen on its own. Oh, I'm in a red state. I have a Republican governor, Republican legislator. Oh, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. No, it won't. We are our only advocates. We are our best advocates. And that's why we started constitutionaction.com. Again, we have a .com URL now. Um, the website's still not built fully, but you could sign up, especially if you're in a red state, for our Liberty Strike Force teams that we are going to completely focus on these legislative sessions. We're going to have designated people watching, advocating, publicizing, what's going on, driving calls into their offices, working with a few good guys in each respective chamber. We're going to fight session as well. It's the best we can do. This is the best we can do. And we need crime bills as well. Folks, while you're in danger, while you're buying, buying your firearms, your ammo, your holsters, consider buying body armor. AR-500 armor, they have ballistic body armor for basically every caliber, every level of protection. They have some really good lightweight stuff um, for the summer. I've tried out some myself. Um, and believe me, where I live, if I go some places, I need it. Um, because let's face it, we're not the only ones with the guns on the streets, thanks to the felons being let out. Uh, AR-500 Armor makes buying body armor easy, approachable, affordable. Uh, if you go to AR500Armor.com, you could buy online and have it shipped right to your house. They have multiple packages built for citizens just like you. Again, varying levels of protection. They make the shopping process very simple. Um, and they actually put together some special packages just for my listeners. Um, so again, if you go to ar 500 Armor dot com slash daniel you could see all their promos special pricing right now you could use code daniel for 20 percent off 
Plan right now for how to protect yourself and your family and your future. Get yourself the body armor that I trust, AR500 armor. Again, visit AR500armor.com slash Daniel. Use promo code Daniel at the checkout for 20% off. Remember, the best time to prepare was yesterday. The second best time is today. And folks, what's true of physical protection and security is also true of politics. We focused on fake idols, fake gods, and here we are in 2021, and we have red state after red state full of retarded leftist Republicans that paint the states blue without the Democrats having to lift a finger. I just want to go back to one of the things I mentioned a couple minutes ago. One of the cases of rhinos screwing us. So this is from the Epic Times with Arizona Governor Doug Ducey. He vetoed 22 bills. Now, I think there were a couple of like Democrat-supported bills in there, too, maybe deserve to be vetoed. But most of them were good bills. And he announces, today I vetoed 22 bills. Some are good policy. With one month left until the end of the fiscal year, we need to focus first on the budget. I mean, like, this is the classic sophistry. We could be drowning, and they'll find some procedural reason to oppose us. Now, again, whenever they say this, like some sort of principle thing, oh, I don't want to override local decisions, or I don't want to mess up the budgetary process or the deadlines in the legislature, you know there's something more to it. And again, uh, this is, where was this? According to the Arizona legislature's website, House Bill 2792, which would bar the mass mailing of ballots to residents who didn't request them. Okay, this is the chief mechanism of ballot harvesting and, che- and cheating was vetoed on May 28th by the governor, Republican governor. The measure would make it a felony for their, an election official to send a ballot to a voter who hadn't requested it. Another bill that was vetoed by Dunsey, Senate Bill 1074 would prohibit the critical race theory training of government workers that presents any form of blame or judgment on the basis of race, ethnicity, or sex, and a whole number of other bills that he vetoed, all for some crazy, crazy reason. And folks, this is how Arizona has become blue. When we had solid, almost super majorities for decades, it was always a Republican state, and the invasion at the border was going on, We had John McCain. We had Jeff Flake. We had governors that were open borders. So that both helped bring in more future Democrat voters from the third world, but it also blurred the distinction on the issue. They never went after the Democrats on the issue, and now Democrats are on the verge of really, you know, flipping it. I I do think they, you know, based on the audits we're now seeing— Uh, There's no question based on the margin Trump legitimately did win Arizona. But again, I don't think any of us would disagree. It was, you know, even if there was a lot of cheating, he didn't win it by more than two, three, maybe four points at most. They are painting these states blue. And the longer we wait, the fewer areas we will have that we could even preserve with like-minded people. So that's with that. Then let's move over to another red state, West Virginia, right next door to me, 
Nice red state. Super duper majorities in the legislature. This is awesome. Um, so where are we going to go from there? You know, I myself would love to live in West Virginia. Love to live in West Virginia. But guess what? They have a longer mask mandate than California now. That dirtbag governor, Jim Justice. You won't believe this. This is from the New York Post. West Virginia offering guns as prizes in COVID vaccine lottery. Folks, this is classic, classic red state fascism. You can't make this stuff up. You literally cannot make this stuff up. Okay? This is truly unbelievable. West Virginians who get the COVID-19 vaccine will be entered into a drawing to win prizes, including custom firearms and a million dollars. Governor Jim Justice announced Tuesday, June 20th, Father's Day, will mark the first of a series of weekly drawings running through August 4th. To be eligible, you have you have got to get your first shot, said Justice. When I start through these prizes, there's going to be a run on people getting their first shot. So go get him. Go get him. You'll be eligible where we can draw your name, and absolutely you could win something. That would be phenomenal. This is, I, I could not have written a better story to embody what you and I are up against. The red states are basically same fascism, same pro-criminal stuff, same premise of the left's governing model, of their narrative, even parlance. You listen to Jim Justice of West Virginia on masks, on vaccines, on whatever it is, and he is indistinguishable from Fauci. Literally, I am not exaggerating one bit. But he'll toss a tinge of guns, a pro-gun angle to it. How does that withstand scrutiny in a court? This is what I don't understand, how we don't have more lawsuits with these punks telling us, admitting in the words of Fauci, it's, quote, theater. In the words of uh, Buck Gang, it's about respect. It's like you, the government usually would say boo to someone, and that would be grounds for a lawsuit. Here they're admitting there is no vital governmental interest. They're saying it in their words. Obviously, we knew it from the evidence, but even in their own words now. I don't understand why we don't have more lawsuits. What am I going to We the Patriots USA.org. I know he's my buddy Steve Dace's show. Um... I believe he was on Tuesday this week, and I hope – I mean, he needs donations. He, 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 he tells me he just needs the money. He has the lawyers. Um, but this is the problem. You know, I, I met a terrific – I'm so sorry. People out here, so many terrific patriots. Um, a woman retired. She's 61, and she went to law school. She's going to law school right now because she wants to dedicate the rest of her – career, making a career change to pro bono services for, for things like this. And, and uh, it would just really warm my heart. We need, we need a lot more of that. And I think it's a good idea. People that are kind of, you know, financially sound, they're done with whatever their original career was. Um, that is really terrific work. And uh, um, I know she, she's from Washington State. And if you're listening, please email me. I, I just forgot your name. 
Um, again, we met so many patriots out here. And by the way, you guys do not know what you're missing. You will meet the best people, practice the best handgun defense training, and learn the best constitution uh, scholarship from Rick Green all out here in our little sanctuary at Front Sight, Nevada. Truly great again. Com. You can go there. But where is this competing narrative? How come no governor or Republican attorney general, state attorney general, is suing this? See, that's really what we need, the resources of a state's attorney general. That's how you get the attention of a federal judge. But nothing. Nothing. Here we are. Do you know that Peru, there is now... There's a UK Telegraph article. I think there's a New York Times article out in this. You could Google it. New York Times COVID update. Peru says its death toll is triple the official number. Peru now has the world's highest known COVID death toll adjusted for population. In March, we didn't. the masking didn't come about until April. I'm forgetting when the FAA and the airlines got into it. But definitely there were a few weeks there where you, know, you had clusters everywhere. Now, you would think you're sitting literally on top of each other because nowadays, I mean, you're like chattel. There's no human rights in general on airlines. They're horrible. And you're you're right on top of each other, three across. There is there has never been an outbreak. It's remarkable. Oh, Daniel, because of the masking. Well, no, but we have serious masking in hospitals elsewhere, and we always had outbreaks. Moreover, even before they were doing it in March, you know, everyone thought the airplanes would be the worst. I thought so too at the time. Turned out there's nothing. You know why? Because like Stephen Penn and the other industrial hygienists we've had on the show have said, it's not just the fact that we have to get the message out masks, you know, masking doesn't work, but good ventilation systems do work. That's how you take care of it. And they have good ventilation systems. If they were smart, they'd take credit for it and say, look, you know, we have good ventilation systems. You're safer than anywhere. Drop the mask. They can never answer that. My buddy, um, John Ziegler, uh, he's like the token conservative columnist at Mediaite. So he sent me, he wrote a column, terrific column if you want to read it, 10 questions about mass mandates the news media won't answer because they can't answer them. And this, this is one of the points he made. Why have the airlines never been a spreader of the flu or COVID before mass mandates? And he's right. You, you, don't, you don't hear about super spreading. The only time I've ever heard of anything on an airplane was during the measles outbreak because that's known as literally the most airborne contagious thing around. So there you're going to get it everywhere. I mean, you know, uh, the, the filtration system probably helped, you know, that you didn't have tons of people getting it. There was this one Israeli flight attendant that, that died um, during that outbreak, uh, what was it, two years ago. But she, she, uh, John has, has terrific questions. Why have Asian countries had a recent huge spike? People forget there's a straight line in Asia. Asia beat the virus. Whoops, until they didn't. Now, believe me, you're never going to get better discipline at wearing masks than people in Singapore and Japan. I'm not trying to make fun of people here, but I mean, they're, you know, they're pretty rigid, disciplined people. You'll never get Americans that disciplined. They wear them, right? Cases are spiking. Now, again, they don't. their, their death rate is never going to be as high because clearly they have some sort of, you know, amelioration, partial immunity. Um, 
Then he goes down. Why did Los Angeles do so poorly after their mask mandate? But again, you could you could pick other places. Why did California do the worst in Florida in the winter? Obviously, they can't answer what is the damage done by mask mandates, specifically for children in school. We've read from a German study that we're only going to find that out for years to come. If your mask is there primarily to protect others and everyone who wants to be protected is now vaccinated, why do you need it? If removing mask mandates does no harm at all, supposedly because human behavior is unchanged, then doesn't that prove the mandate is not needed? And uh, again, this is stuff that needs to be litigated. It is totally beyond me why we have not had litigation yet. But the point is, why aren't these Republican governors and attorneys general suing this mandate? It is not okay. You know, I want to take my 11-year-old son out to front sight. But, you know, aside from the principal reason, he has a lot of sensory issues. My wife says he got it for me. And he, he couldn't last. It would, be, it would be torture for him. It's amazing how many people um, from our show audience who came out here, other people I met, they've, I, I've seen people drive as far as from Minneapolis, from, from places in Texas. People have really driven uh, sometimes 20 hours to come here because they just did not want to fly. How is that okay? How is that okay? I don't get it. I just don't understand. But I'm, I'm still in pursuit of a good plaintiff. So again, email me, dhorowitz at blazemedia.com if you have any good ideas on that front. But this is my point, that we can't wait for Republicans to save us. Oh, there's going to be another election. Oh, Trump. Oh, maybe Ron DeSantis will run in 2024. What are we going to do now? Because the salvation will not come on its own. We have to bring it and have to be worthy of God's divine blessing that it should be successful. Nothing, nothing more, nothing less than that. We cannot wait. We cannot wait. You know, it's amazing. The one issue I thought like we finally got, you know, we're making progress on was the transgender issue. And even then, from a moral standpoint, it's more like, oh, don't ruin girls' sports. And I'm not making fun out of it, but it's just interesting that the only leg we even have to get Republicans to stand on to fight that issue, it's not like this is natural law, common sense, immorality, Leviticus, craziness. No, it's like, don't ruin girls' sports. Okay, whatever. I mean, if that gets them to fight, it's fine. But even then, I mean, Ron DeSantis just signed the bill today in Florida. I believe there's only eight states. That should have been a give me. We couldn't get it past Arizona and Texas. We couldn't. So we'll 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 definitely we'll, we'll see what happens there. But this is what I want to get our Liberty Strike Force teams in action. ConstitutionAction.com. Again, ConstitutionAction.com. And and look, we already have a team up that's been functioning in North Dakota, and that is the only state where we got our sovereignty bill passed. Remember, we were pushing a sanctuary sovereignty bill to nullify, to have the state legislature nullify everything that the feds do that's unconstitutional. 
We had it introduced in about 10 different states. Some had passed one chamber. We could not get it passed. In Oklahoma, the Senate blocked it. Now, let me tell you something. If the governor supported it, don't you think it would have passed? No, because Governor Kevin Stitt doesn't support it. But I'm sure he'll get reelected in the primary. But we need to do better. We need to do better in all of these primaries. North Dakota is the only state where we got it passed. Even then, it was watered down. So that's where we are in terms of the red states. We don't have any red state. We have pro-gun states. Okay, but how does that help us now that having guns is no longer the palladium of all other liberties? What do we do now? And the answer is we have to rebuild the movement that we should have been building since Reagan for three decades that we thought we were building in 1994, but we've lost it. Well, it's never too late to start now. You're retired uh, or have maybe a government job, <laughs> um, depending on what type of federal job you have, like working for Social Security. But I really appreciate all your volunteer. Look, I'm volunteering. To, it, it flows down from there. We have some really terrific volunteers that are building the website, doing other stuff. It's all about we have to make our own. Can't hope that it comes. It's time for action. Till tomorrow. Bless you all. And thank you for listening. Thank you.